Welcome back to the Brick House Podcast, episode five. We got a loaded episode back in the podcast booth with just the two of us. Bring the lights down low, put on some Bill Withers, because it is just the two of us. I'm Andrew Passaro, my favorite musical savant, the man who finds more music than anyone that I've ever met in my life. How we doing, Chief? Beautiful. It's a beautiful spring, sunny day over here in Queens, New York at the Secret Fortress. I was actually just listening to Bill Withers this morning, so perfect you mentioned that. Introduce yourself because the I people just said don't know. My name is Joseph Brennan. Did I not say no, that? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Oh, well, this is Joe. I'm not an impersonator. Find me at da. I'm with my co host, Andrew, at Andrew Pissarro, and this is the Brick House Podcast at Brick House. Season. Season four, episode two. Or season four, episode five. I don't even know where we're at. We're, we're doing so many podcasts. We did a killer interview last week. Thanks, you guys, to let, listen to the interview uh, with Brandon from Home Is Where. We had so much fun doing that. We've got the white whale of Brickhouse podcast guests. Call us Captain Ahab because he's coming on the podcast next week. I'm not going to tease who it is, but Joe and I are taping an episode right now. And then right after we finish this episode, we will be interviewing someone we've been talking about having on the podcast since I think season two. I'm very excited for this. All I can say is, one hint, it's going to get a little spacey. It's definitely going to get a little out there, a little, little outer spacey. All right, let's start this thing off the way we always started off. Andrew, top of the queue, what have you been listening to? All right, well, the big thing that we had to do this episode on, and it's kind of late for us because, as you know, the Mount Rushmore of this podcast is Action Bronson, Title Fight, the movie Goodfellas, and last but not least, anyone in the rap group Griselda and our favorite member of Griselda, Benny the Butcher. I've seen him twice. Joe's seen him once. We love Benny. Put out his second album. Well, not his second album. He put up a follow-up to an album that both of us found him on and loved him on, and that was Plugs I Met. So he put out Plugs I Met 2, came out about three weeks ago by the time you're listening to this, and I'm not going to lie, Joe, I fucking hated it. I don't know if I fucking hated it, but I was excited for this album, like very excited, and it should have been a bad sign when it literally took me until Sunday to listen to the entire thing. And I love Benny. I listen to almost every new thing that it comes out on the Friday that it drops, and I listened to it, and I was like, this isn't it. Like, I don't know what it is. It just, it never, look, Plugs I Met, the original Plugs I Met had Black Thought, it had Pusha T, it had some other like high key profile names, but also Benny delivered on every single track. And frankly, I was kind of, it was like the same stuff. It's like, we get it, dude. Like you sold a bunch of drugs. Like I, I know that I'm not asking you to like stop rapping about like your gang ties and stuff, but I get it. You were in prison. I, I knew that from all the other stuff. Frankly, like Show me you got something else. I, I will say probably the best song I liked was the Two Chain song that was featured, which is Plug Talk. But I, I just was underwhelmed, and I'm hearing a lot of disrespect for the producer who did this album, and that's Harry Fraud. And I think it's the wrong. I think people are coming for the wrong person. I think Harry Fraud is a very good producer, but for that like jazz, like acid jazz style hip hop, like Harry Fraud really got his come up as being Action Bronson's producer before action really did a lot of stuff with the alchemist he was doing a lot of stuff with harry fraud and harry fraud does a lot of stuff with like currency and like Wiz khalifa and that type vibe i would not classify benny the butcher as that kind of rapper and he's not the king of the game right now freddie gibbs who can rap over anything so i feel like people are i really think like why didn't benny do it with hit boy like hit boy did his album last year which we loved and frankly, I was I was underwhelmed by this project. I'm not going to say the beats are the main part. I think all in all, I just I was never brought together by this 
nine song, 28 minute album. I really, frankly, they missed like they did in Houston that one afternoon. Is that fucked up? Probably a little bit, but anyways, Joe, what did you think of the album and what have you been listening to? I was very underwhelmed, but like we said it in previous podcast, you can't expect everything an artist releases to be great. We're lucky we got plenty of great releases prior to this one. So hopefully the next one we fuck with more, but yeah, still a great rapper. Still looking forward to what he does. I have been listening to a fuck ton of shoegaze recently. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, shoegaze is like based off of dream pop in like the late eighties, early nineties. But like the musicians just got crazy with like the pedals and like the wall of sound. So like bands like slow dive ride, uh, Swerve Driver and the band I'm about to mention, My Bloody Valentine, they're like the pinnacle of shoegaze. Recently, uh, this week actually, or three weeks earlier, the week of April 1st, Slow Dive put all of their their discography up on Spotify and like all the streaming services. So I've just been diving into that. Recently found out they spent $250,000 to record their their big album loveless back in 91 and it almost put the record label out of business that's amazing that's crazy i mean if you listen to it it sounds like they just put a fuck ton of money into all the the sounds they made but yeah uh really cool music go check them out all right so we got a couple big topics that we want to hit on this today's show we will get to springtime is coming top five Bands, musicians to listen to as the weather's changing, as you're getting ready for that transition from pants to shorts. You're breaking out your florals. You're breaking out, ladies are breaking out the sundress. We're getting, you know, spring colors are upon us. It's Easter this weekend. So we'll get to that. That's coming up later. But the big thing, everybody's talking about it. It's very hot in the internet streets right now. We got to talk about Chet Hanks. We got to talk about White Boy Summer. We got to talk about Black Queen Summer. We, I mean, he came out with this name, and I'll give you the rules real quick. And and this is a direct quote from the video. I'm not talking about Trump, you know, NASCAR-type white. I'm talking about, you know, me, John B., Jack Harlow-type white boy summer. Let me know if you guys are about that. No, you're not allowed to wear plaid shirts. You can't shop at Vineyard Vines. All Ralph Lauren shirts must be replaced by black or white shirts. And under no circumstances are we wearing salmon. Absolutely terrible name. But the content... The worst name. The content is perfect. I, I'm all for the, what he's describing, but... He could have picked a better name. Like, we know he's just riding off of Megan Thee Stallion's Hot Girl Summer. After a year that we had in 2020, I, I don't understand how you come out with that name. You could have come up with so many things. And here's the thing. He has since kind of, like, doubled down and been, like, trying to be more all-inclusive about it. He's put out a bunch of things. He's going to make a movie, though, calling it White Boy Summer. And it's like, look, everything that he's talking about, like, I already don't wear salmon. I can get rid of my plaid shirts for a little while till the fall. I don't wear boat shoes. I pretty much only wear Vans or Nikes or Adidas, so we're fine on the, the shoe game. He wants us to stop calling girls smoke shows. All right? I, I don't use that that often anyways, so we're fine. Clearly, he didn't think this one all the way through. Yeah, it definitely makes, It makes me think, like, how is this guy the son of Tom Hanks, like one of the best actors we've had in the past 30 years? Like, what was going on the past 30 years? Like, Tom Hanks was filming like too many Oscar winning movies like to take care of his son. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Are we okay with Chet Hanks speaking for all, let's just call it what it is, affluent white rich people? Because I don't know if I am. I don't know if I'm 100% on board of Chet Hanks speaking for all white people. We definitely could have picked up. A- He's definitely not making white people look good. 
He's definitely not making them look terrible, though. Like, but he's it's it's kind of a give and take. It's like, you know what? Like, it's Tom Hanks's son. Like, he grew up with a ton of money. He's just going to do what he ever what he wants to. But I'm, I'm happy he's being more all inclusive with it. But uh, that being said, Joe, what do you think? What do you think the soundtrack of White Boy Summer is going to sound like? Well, first off, there's definitely going to be some hoopastank on this playlist. I could see white boys in their 20s and 30s rocking out to, uh, what's the name of that track? We're bringing Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank back? Yeah, Crawling in the Dark by Hoobastank. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if that if you're going there, then obviously uh, the next track I'm putting on is Stacey's Mom, followed by Teenage Dirtbag, followed by uh, Scotty Doesn't Know, followed by 1985 by Bowling for Soup. So, all right, cool. Let's keep, let's keep building out this playlist. What else you got for me? You got to have Third Eye Blind never let you go on there great track okay just put like all their hits on it yeah you gotta have a thousand miles by vanessa carlton great song like, great four song. or five beers in all the bros are gonna go like fucking unison just singing on this song well i mean if we're if we want to get every if you really want to get the party going if you want to get white people moving the easiest song in the world to put on is mr Brightside by the killers not gonna lie we used to cover that back in andrews <laughs> in college days at andrews house <laughs> Andrew was crowd surfing Mr. Brightside. Uh yeah, it's probably accurate. I, I can't remember all of those. Can't remember all the times that I crowd surfed. I there was one time where you were playing in my show and I th- literally think I crowd surfed seven times and you guys had like six songs. I remember that. You were so excited. You ran up to the stage and you're like, dude, I just crowd surfed seven times. And you're like, cool. I just like played a concert in your living room. Uh what what about I mean, Sicker Mode's gotta be on there. I, I know it's hundred percent Sicker Mode. Sicker Mode has to be on there. Are we putting Mo Bamba on there or not? Is hundred percent okay. Hundred percent okay. Cool. What's that Drake song about the Rolex watch that doesn't stop? Uh, nonstop, clicking? nonstop by Drake. Non-stop. That's got to be on. Yeah, there. I feel like the whole new Drake, um, uh, the new Drake EP, Scary Hours Two. That that's all on there. That's definitely got to be on there. Oh man, what else? What else would I put on this? I'd say you got to have like classic Lady Gaga, like Just Dance on there. Okay. What's the uh, What's the Frank Ocean? Um, song that's the remix they did with Migos, uh, "Slide" by Calvin Harris. I mean, every Avicii song has to be on this playlist too. R.I.P. Yeah, I feel like this playlist could get pretty rowdy, like really, really rowdy, really, qu- really quick. It's also just going to be like top forty hits in the last like thirty years. It's that's all it's going to be. Your neighbors are going to love it. Absolutely love. No matter the age, they're going to love White Boy Summer. So, what do you think the action of like White Boy Summer is defined by the following things? What would you say it is going to be? Well, obviously, you got to have beer pong. Mm-hmm. Got to have a, a a good folding table. No one's breaking that shit, and not at least until like nine p.m. We're not Bill's mafiaing that table. Not until ni- nine p.m. I let the sun go down. Okay, and then you can break it. All right, cool. Yeah. You got to have some some kind action at Starbucks. You got to be in line and like pay for the per- person behind you, and then you got to tweet about it. <laughs> Just paid for the person behind me at Starbucks. No big deal. Yolo. Hashtag White Boy Summer. I'm going to say grilling every type of meat in the history of meat. Like, I don't care what it is. We're grilling it, except for humans. We're not Army Hammer over here. So every type of meat in the history of meat, minus you, Army Hammer, you're canceled. White Claws, I feel like White Claws are about to have, I mean, another monstrous summer. They just launched, by the way, the iced tea version of White Claws. They came out in like four flavors. And get ready for the Brick House review of the iced tea White Claws. Oh, well, we have to do that in person. Where we kill an entire eight-pack. Oh, it's a 12-pack. It comes in 12, Joe. Is it 12? It's, okay, it I, I can't 12. count that well. It's, it's four flavors. There's three types of each. After four of them, I just lose. I can't count anymore. That about makes sense. That about makes sense. Uh, I think giving your parents money to charity and tweeting about how gra- gracious you are is obviously part of White Boy Summer. I think that's I think that's a big part. But yeah, I, th- I think we've covered White Boy Summer efficiently enough. 
I mean, let us know. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, let us know what you're doing to not celebrate White Boy Summer. Uh, hit a, hit that hotline. That number is I forgot it again. Hang on, I can't, I really got to get this tattoo done, man. The one that you're gonna put on your ass? No, because I wouldn't be able to read it then. I need the phone number tattooed somewhere convenient. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought you meant White Boy Summer on your ass. I don't know about that. I, my mom would probably kill me. But she would probably never know. So anyways, the hotline, let us know what you're doing to not celebrate White Boy Summer at 917-740-6429. Once again, that's 917-740-6429. We'll throw some reaction up on the IG once we get that up there. Keeping up on these good time vibes, spring is upon us. And that brings out the springtime playlists where people listen to sunny kind music that makes them feel good, makes them want to have a white claw, makes them want to grill out in the backyard. Andrew. What are some things that you love to listen to in spring? Are we doing top five here? I feel like I feel like this is the appropriate time to bring out the top five. Top five. All right, cool. Top um, five. I mean, there's there's only one place I got to start this. As the aficionado for this band that has been deceased since the mid-90s, I have to start with them. I only have a $250 shirt that was regular price, $495 from this this band. Sublime. It's it's Once you hit that April 1st, break out the short sleeve button down shirt it is officially sublime weather for some of us it's always sublime weather but for you the rest of you guys it's sublime weather and if i find one of you putting fucking santeria on your playlist that is a violation i will personally show up to your house slap you in the face boy that escalated quickly i mean that really got out of hand fast but um if i find out you're putting santeria on your playlist bad things are gonna happen santeria is like I did the math. It's like the eighth best song on their third album. Educate yourself. That's my first band. Get some facts and come back and see me. When you said deceased 90s musicians, I, I could have sworn you were going to say George Michael. Didn't he die like last year? He died like three years so, ago. Yeah. Like 2016. Oh, he was still around in the 90s. Yeah, but but Bradley Noel died in 1996. I know. I'm, I'm being an asshole. What else? No. All right. So I'm going to 100% have Tame Impala inner speaker on this springtime playlist just celebrated its 10 year anniversary and i believe they're doing a live stream of the whole album in its entirety from the studio they recorded it in a little fun fact the album almost didn't happen why did it almost not happen because like there was like leaking in the ceiling and like it was like a tremendous storm that was just ripping at this house and like what happens when you have electronics and like dripping water? I thought only th- I thought only good things happen when that happens. No, I I tried it, man. Yeah. Never make toast while you're in the bathtub. Uh, well, I heard that's how you uh, you understand what women want. That's with that whole Mel Gibson movie. That that's literally what happens. His like a hair dryer falls into the, ho- the into the bathtub. He gets electrocuted and then he can read women's minds. So I don't know. Definitely don't I try have that. No at home. idea what you're talking about. Definitely don't try that at home, kids. That's that's the that's a plot to a real movie. That is a real Hollywood movie. Mel Gibson was like got electrocuted in the bathtub, and he could start hearing what women thought. That's terrible. Yeah, it's a real thing. Did it star Chet Hanks? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the moment that Chet Hanks was was conceived. Even though that movie might or may not be 30 years old, but that that about checks out. Uh, my number two on this band, and two on this list, and I'm totally going to steal this from you because I know you're going to want to have him on this, but Mac DeMarco. Put on the album Freaking Out the Neighborhood on. Crank that shit. Sit, two. Two. Crank that shit. Get a nice summery beer, you know, like a, a nice Hefeweizen, and get your grill nice and hot. Throw some dogs on. Invite some friends over. Get the cornhole going. Get the can jam going. 
throw the baseball around, have an emotional connection with your dad, give your dad a hug, cry a little bit, listen to Mac DeMarco. Well, I was going to say Mac DeMarco as well. All right, uh, well, there we go. Great, great springtime vibe. So we just got on to the next one. What happens a lot in spring? No, uh, it rains a lot, right? Yeah, uh, April showers bring May flowers, and what a May flowers exactly. bring. So you got to have some rainy day music in there. Okay. I'm putting nothing guilty of everything Ooh. on my springtime because it's not going to be sunny all the time. So That's a great... Just sit, sit in your room, listen to the rain, and listen to nothing. Okay, cool. Then here's my springtime rainy day guy. Put on Drake. Drake has all-time spring vibes of... Hey, you want to party? Yeah, Drake has that song. But, oh, you want to be emotional because that girl didn't text you back? Also Drake. So it's it's a little bit of best of the best, wor- best of both worlds. Call him Hannah Montana. Definitely don't call Drake Hannah Montana. But anyways. Keeping on the rainy day vibes. The Doors. Riders on the Storm. Oh, Perfect fuck. rain song. How do you? But keep on that album, L.A. Woman. When it's sunny outside, just rip that on. Yep. Dude was apparently plaster drunk when he was recording the vocals for that. I have Chabot checks out. Yeah, Lover Madly, yep. and for the weirdos, La Merica. Also, such an I track. mean, Peace Frog is is an absolute springtime jam. Break on through. Yeah, break on through. Oh, man, uh, I love the doors. I'll go old school with you then. I'll ride old school with you right there. Steve Miller Band is an all-time spring band. I mean, not just the Joker, but Take the Money and Run, Big Old Jet Airliner. Just uh, Steve Miller Band, the, the cool thing about Steve Miller Band for me, neither of us, well, I don't drive, Joe drives. Steve Miller band for me is roll down all the windows, turn the steep speakers up all the way, driving on like alongside like a nice, you know, when there's woods behind next to you. Like I, I love Steve Miller band's great for that. Creedence Clearwater Revival's up there for that too. But I think Creedence, I think more summertime because I think barbecue. But Steve Miller is a great springtime band. And rounded out my number five is the first album, full length album from Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon. Ooh, great album. Yeah, good one, right? Because it has the range of emotions. You could listen to Day and Night on like a. A nighttime in spring or a rainy day, you could listen to soundtrack to my life on a sunny day, windows down in the park, driving, perfect album. All right, my last one, and someone I asked someone recently, what's the first band you want to see live after quarantine's kind of over? And they gave me their answer, and they asked me, and I was like, oh, that's really tough because like a lot of a lot of the people that I listen to aren't performing anymore because they're you know dead, but. The one I came up with is Joe and I saw these guys live. One of the best shows I've ever been to. We went with Joe's uh, Uncle Pete. Shout out Uncle Pete. He's not listening, but shout out Uncle Pete. My Morning Jacket. My Morning Jacket is the perfect springtime band because they've got, again, that mix of emotion of like fun stuff to do while you're having a nice day in the park. You know, great driving music. Also, hey, it's raining. Let's just put on Magita and like cook and chill in the apartment. My Morning Jacket is... is I mean, my morning track is perfect for any time of the year, but I feel excellent, excellent to enjoy in the springtime. So, by the way, for those of you who are unaware, Joe has this playlist uh, called 2021 Question Mark, which we'll share again from the Instagram page. The kid's a genius. He just throws any good track that comes out in 2021 onto this playlist. It's not necessarily like you can tell, oh, he was in an electronic mood today because there's like six electronic songs in a row. And there's like a bunch of hip hop tracks and there's like a bunch of indie rock tracks. And so it's all over the place, but you'll find chunks of certain things. So it was also what we were listening to while Joe cut my hair. Thanks again for those who listened on or watched on the live stream. We'll be doing more of that stuff, hopefully in the near future. Go get vaccinated, wear a mask. We want this to go away. There were two tracks on that playlist from this band called the Menahan Street Band. And I was fascinated by the Menahan Street Band because there's no lyrics like it. There's just it's just like a band jamming and it's an incredible, incredible vibe. 
and I really liked it. And Joe and I were listening to them and like chilling the other night. I said to Joe, what the cool thing about this band is that I could see a movie being written about this entire album where like no one's speaking. You're just listening. I mean, in another situation, you'd be listening to lyrics, but we were just listening to the band. It's like, I, there could be a movie going on, like a nature documentary, like friend of the pod, Victor, he likes to watch his nature documentaries muted and just puts on like a sick album in the background. And it's kind of like a visualization of the album. So I ask you, what album deserves a movie to go along with it for just for visualization purposes? Like there's no lyrics or there's no like actor speaking. It's just the music is set to some sort of a visualization. I've got a couple in the back of my head. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, Joe. Well, first off, I think of this band Explosions in the Sky. Uh, this year actually celebrates the 20th anniversary of their first length, first full-length album. And I believe they've actually done soundtracks for a number of things. The biggest one, the movie Friday Night Lights. Oh, wow. Great movie. Great soundtrack as well. Hand up. Still haven't seen Friday Night Lights. The movie or the TV show? Both. Well, I have the movie Elite. Jesse, I got a all right sick cool definitely definitely totally didn't out ourselves to like the fbi he's definitely not going to do that for legal purposes that was a joke yeah i also these these two artists have a lot of vocals in their shit but i would love to see a movie with either tom waits the like the singer Mm -hmm. the weird singer doing the soundtrack or frank zappa it would be a really bizarre movie. Like their music reminds me of like a carnival type setting. Little fun fact as well. A lot of fun facts today. I like fun facts. Frank Zappa, when he was with his group, The Mothers of Invention, mm-hmm. did a little tour with the Velvet Underground back in the late '60s. They both loved each other's music, and apparently after the tour, Frank Zappa fucking hated Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground. Apparently, Frank Zappa hated the rampant drug use that Lou Reed was doing. I don't know how he didn't know that because he has a song called Heroin on the first album. I don't know how you listen to any music by the Velvet Underground and not realize that they're doing a lot of drugs. I was also shocked to hear that Frank Zappa wasn't doing drugs. He's completely sober. Get the fuck out. Yeah, 100%. I have, I'm not a big Zappa guy, and that's mainly just because I don't listen to a lot of Zappa. But there's a picture of Zappa with his parents in an in a room entirely made of purple objects. Like purple couch, purple like purple carpet, purple wallpaper. He's wearing all purple. His parents are wearing all purple. He's you're just a weird dude. You're man. gonna tell me that Frank Zappa doesn't do drugs? Nah, no drugs. Just a weird mother. Like, I weird feel dude, man. lied to. Lied to, Joseph. I like I my entire life is a lie. Throw out all 27 years, get rid of it. Nothing existed before this. Frank Zappa's a liar. What would you have on your, your movie soundtrack? Um, it's funny. I also kind of went in old school vein, um, but I'll, I'll give you one new one. Uh, let's do um, let's do a visualization of Pinata by by Freddie Gibbs and uh, Madlib. That'd be awesome. I'd be very down for that. Are you going to have the instrumental album or the lyric album? No, no, no. The lyric album, like the regular album, but... I want like a visualization set to the whole thing, kind of like a music video, but for the entire album. Be that'd be sick. I feel like Freddie would be down for it. So someone said this idea to his publicist, cut us in at one and a half at three percent. Joe and I get one and a half percent each. 
and we ride this gravy train to the moon and we both quit our jobs and retire and buy an island. That's the goal. Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd. Which kind of already has one. If you haven't done Dark Side of the Rainbow and you're listening to this podcast, stop this podcast right now. Go do, go find The Wizard of Oz on some form and then time it up right where you're listening to Dark Side of the Moon while you're watching Wizard of Oz. So, the, But the problem is that Dark Side of the Moon is like 45 minutes and that movie is like two hours. So there's not like it kind of like reaches a weird end point. And it's like some people are like, oh, start it again. Other people are like, hey, listen to animals from this point on. It's like, no, no, no. I, but a whole movie for Dark Side would be really sick. Uh, and the other one I had, and it's my favorite Beatles album, Sgt. Pepper. Give me a visualization for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the Beatles. I feel like that would be, I mean, again, a lot of drugs. <laughs> that one would have, I mean, for the benefit of Mr. Kite is on that album. And I believe uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is also on that album. So it'd be a pretty fun movie to make. Maybe maybe you'd animate that, like some old school, like 60s, 70s style animation. I feel like that would be uh, quite the vibe. I don't know, but that that's what I'm thinking. For quite some time, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was my favorite Beatles song. Really? See, mm-hmm. it's funny. My favorite Beatles song is on that album, but it's never been that. It's um, Day in the Life was my favorite Beatles track. So, um, It's always changing for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, Rocky Raccoon's up there for me. Uh, I mean, Norwegian Wood, you can never go wrong. Before we close the podcast, what Beatles album would you throw into your springtime playlist, your, sp- your springtime playlist if, if you had to pick a Beatles album? That's a tough question. That's a very tough question. That's why uh, I asked you it. I would say, all right, you know those two compilations that's like the best of? Yeah, no, those like don't one's count. one's blue and one's that red? That doesn't count. Well, well yes, it does. It doesn't yes, it count. Does. It's not now. Yes, it does. All right, well, fuck off. <laughs> it's the the blue one with like the greatest hits from like 62 to 66, mm-hmm. and it's just like two-minute hit after two-minute hit, and it's just great. Okay. I think I'd go Rubber Soul. That was my next guess. <laughs> or my next answer. <laughs> Um, All right, well, guys, let us know your top five bands, artists, musicians, albums, whatever, for springtime. Hit that hotline at 917-740-6429. Get at us on Instagram at BrickHousePod with no C. Let us know your favorite Beatles album. Let us know your favorite springtime album. Check out the new playlists, 2020 question mark, and there's a new one coming called 2020 Spring. This is the BrickHouse Podcast. I'm Andrew. This is Joe. (laughs) We're done. Bye-bye. See ya.